WEEI Studios, 93.7, WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. From a topical, comical, and knowledgeable Boston sports talker dropping in hotter than a tropical climate Breaking news, he supplies it And you want the truth? Scoops, Keith will find it He's talking about all the sports And he's also a hashtag dork And a father of two sweet daughters The leader of your squad for you evening marauders And night commuters Tune in and sit tight Six to ten, more like six to midnight Ow, the mic's hot on the Night's Watch crew Celtics, Bruins, Pats, and Red Sox too Doing this since the Rich Keith Project Now he's got podcasts and Twitch stream content KWFE on WEEI It's the Rich Keith Show, so here's your guy All right, welcome into a Tuesday night edition of the Rich Keefe Show here on WEEI. As he is every Tuesday and Thursday, Andy Hart is in the house. Hart, how are you? Having jack problems, but I'll fix it. Jack problems. Is I that... won't. No. What? I think you're going to be all right. You don't hear, what, you have a head, headphone issue here? Yeah. Right out of the rip? I can't hear you. You can't hear me? All I can hear is the, uh, oh. the sweet intro. Yeah, that's all I hear. I don't actually hear you. I'm on the air. I'm right to this. I'm flying high. Yeah, you're going good right now. baby. Right, very good. Uh, you can watch the show on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash bostonweei. We're also on YouTube. You can follow the WEI YouTube channel as well. You guys can join the show at 617-779-7937, especially if Hart can't hear me. Someone's going to have to call in. Nope. Oh, you're there now? The big thing. Oh, my God. Halfway in <laughs> seemed to work. Got it. So as long as I keep the big dongle sci- halfway in. That's scientific? Yep. All right. Very good. Well, today it is Combine Week after all. We're Let's very go. excited for NFL con- Draft Combine in Indianapolis. And today, Elliot Wolf. No new fresh title for Elliot Wolf. No new title. What are you looking at me for? I don't know. Can you even hear this? I thought every time we said Elliot Wolf, we had something that went Stace, off. can you turn the news boss on? Thank you. It's not all, it's it's not all on me. It's not all on me. Stiz had to you come get you out ready. of the back room. You were back there, too. My jack doesn't work. You were back there, too. Your news boss isn't on. Is it on I can't now? hear crap. It's on now? Adam Jones is pointing at me. Okay. That'll get us back on track. Now, what'd you want to say about Elliot Wolf? Uh, no new title for Elliot Wolf. And the only reason I even bring it up is because Bill Belichick didn't care about titles, or so he said. And then Gerard Mayo on his opening day press conference was like, titles matter. You know, DeMarcus Covington is a defensive coordinator. He's not special assistant to the defense. He's mm-hmm. defensive coordinator. And Elliot Wolf is director of scouting, which he's been since 2022. So he works for Matt Groh. He's under Matt Groh. How come Matt Groh didn't speak today? Well, maybe he didn't want to. That's Delegated. Weird. Why didn't he get he's a new like, title? He's like, better job talking. <clears throat> Why don't you go out there? Because he also said, and we'll play some of this today, he spoke again at the Combine Q&A for a little bit. It was like 15, 16 minutes. It's good. Uh, this afternoon. Yeah, it Non-traditional. was. Non-traditional. It was. I, I went to the Combine for like 20 years, and they spoke maybe twice. I know. They're doing things very differently. I don't know if you've noticed that. I know. I wish I was there. It would have been nice. Yeah. Would have been how boots on the ground, as they say. Yeah. But instead, you're here. And it's great, too. Better, better or worse. Uh, but 
Still director of scouting, which I just find a little odd because he also confirmed in there that, hey, I'm making the calls. So He's the most the powerful director of scouting <laughs> in the gonna, National Football League. I was going to say, on He's teams. making the number three pick, even though he's third on the organizational depth chart. Like, it, isn't director of scouting third or fourth? Like, yeah, somewhere down there. Lower down there. Like, you're not GM. I mean, depending on where you have GM, director of player personnel, President pro of personnel, football operations. college scouting. Like, there's a million ways they yeah. can divvy this up. All of them would equate to, if you believed his title, he's not the most powerful man in the personnel department. If you believe his words, yeah, he's the most powerful man in the personnel department. And generally, when you put a guy out there at the combine, right, he's the GM, he's the VP, uh, he's I would the like whatever. So, yeah, he's making. So the Elliot picks. Wolf is making the number three he's overall the pick. I would say, out of all of the new hires uh, or new roles, regardless of title, it's basically Gerard Mayo, uh, Alex Van Pelt, Demarcus Covington, and Elliot Wolf. Yeah, everybody else is whatever. It's a position or whatever. Out of those four, I have the most confidence in him. And you know who else has the most confidence in him? I would argue himself. Him. Yeah. The way he answered questions today was, good. was in the way that a man who's confident in his ability, mm-hmm. his preparation, his process, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. he was a confident man. He wasn't questioning his words or, yeah, that's a that's a good question. And when I think about good questions, what I do is stall for a while until <laughs> I come up to an answer. No, he was like, he boom, didn't boom, repeat the question. taking pot shots at Bill in the old Patriot yeah. way. Like, yeah. I, I he knows love- the way he's doing it. Now, this has blown up in my face before. Sure has. Craig Breslow, by the way, could lose, <laughs> learn a thing or two from Elliot Wolf. You liked Craig Breslow after his first press conference. His words. I yeah. didn't like his breathing and his pausing. No, because Wolf his... is definitely, like, there's the nerd in there. He's oh, very, absolutely. very, very nerdy, but. He was with... doing 40s at the Combine with his dad when he was 10. 10 years old. He's a football dork. He's been there for 30 years. You should no, that's him. what it is. He's a dork. Yeah. Because dorks have confidence. Nerds and geeks and dweebs don't always have confidence. Oh, okay. Dorks have confidence. Dorks are like, yeah, I like what I like. I like, I like Star Wars. Great. What are you going to do about that? Then you should get him on the dork cast because he is the king of the New England football dorks. But he did. He had an answer for, for all the Everything. stuff. Yeah. So. I did. I can't remember a single time where it felt like, like stumbling over. And we've heard a no. lot of back press now, conferences recently. It wasn't perfect. He may have said some huh. things I didn't love. You know, I thought the craft answer, he talked too long after saying that they stay out of football and they give us everything we need. And now they have opinions and they share those with us. Probably yeah, would have I mean, stopped. They, 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 prefer to stay out of football but um they're they've been very supportive of gerard Good and myself and, and matt and you know I- anything we need we've got in, in a lot of ways so um Stop talking. i think they have opinions no. which they'll share but <laughs> ultimately it's it's down to gerard and i you said they stay out of football <laughs> yeah, then you said they share their opinions yeah, they do. which is it you yeah. should have stopped yeah. and you could tell even there what i was just talking about when he's, he's like, rolling, mm-hmm. he doesn't. That 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 he had a little that 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 yeah. Dan Orlovsky there. When yeah. when mean, you don't I, know I, what I, to say, Orlovsky. yeah, yeah, you you stutter, you sputter, you pick words. If he had just stopped at, they stay out of football. They give us everything we need. That would have been a home run. Answer. Well, I think because what we're dealing with now also is humans for the first time, and so yeah. I think you're going to be able to get Mayo and Wolf to either keep talking when they should stop or to actually answer a question about, like, the grading system or, like, all these different things, whereas in years past it was just like, you know, like, you know, it's a, it's a football matter or whatever. And you're like, oh, okay. I mean, so let's like, be honest. Bill Belichick is trying to win a staring contest yeah. with a camera in the dynasty. He's going to win it losing. with a reporter. He's currently He's losing. losing. The, the camera episodes, literally won't yeah. blink. Yeah. But he generally won those staring contests, the dead air. Someone else would break it before he would. Yeah. He wouldn't continue. Yeah. I do think these guys, as most human beings are, 
fill the dead air, like feel uncomfortable, and that leads them to say something. Um, but so far, I think, and and I told you this a few weeks ago, that Elliot Wolf is the most qualified person in his new role. 100%. And that's why it's the only one that I didn't really get upset about or or say, like, oh, I wish they went in another direction. And I I like Gerard Mayo. I always feel like I have to defend this or I always have to have, like, a caveat on it, which I don't really think I need to. But Gerard Mayo, I think, someday could be a good coach and whatever yeah. else, and he seems like a great guy and all that stuff. I just I wanted an offensive guy. I wanted an actual head co- coaching search, like all that stuff. So I would put him above the two coordinators, but I would put Elliot Wolf way above. And that's why when they were, when Bill left and you didn't know if Mac Rowe was going to get promoted, if Elliot Wolf was going to get promoted, if they're going to go outside the organization, I thought Wolf, if you're staying in house, it's far and away the better option. Mac Rowe's only known yep. Patriots. And so if you're going to lean on Patriots, what does that mean? You're bringing back Josh McDaniels, you're bringing back Matt Patricia, you're bringing back Joe Judge, like what you're you're desperately holding on to, you know, Brian and Steve Belichick. Like what what was the plan going to be? Whereas with Elliot Wolf, at least he's had time in two different organizations. That allows you to have a, you know, meet a lot more people. Well, three if you include the Patriots. Yeah, three, right. So he's he and learned under from the Patriots two greats in Wolf and Belichick. Yeah, right. Exactly. Now, I know Wolf is his dad, but well, you know, that's sort of the nature bit. of football, right? It's not, Steve and Brian aren't the only kids of, of dads that it's were in the everywhere league. with it's, everything. That's also true. Every yeah. level. Even I was looking at the freaking yeah. uh, XFL coaching staffs come out, and they're just littered with sons of coaches and everything. Yeah, like, it's, it's outrageous. But so the, the idea of the title, and he's the director of scouting. I wonder if that'll change or what? I think I could tell you when it might change. After the draft? Yeah, when Matt Groh is no longer with the organization after the draft. Generally, teams, hmm. when it's late in the process, hold on to the bulk of their scouting slash personnel staff. Especially because be- he doesn't really have a job lined up, probably. But like- even more so, like, you kind of need him. He's been running the show for eight months leading up to a draft. You fire him now. Like, it, it, Bobby yeah. Greer was in part in charge with Bill Belichick in the 2000 draft. And then he yeah. left the organization right, right, right. afterwards. It wouldn't stun me if you don't find out the true... Um, falling into place personnel department until after the draft when Matt Groh maybe goes his separate ways. Maybe some scouts even leave, and maybe uh, Elliot Wolf brings in scouts he likes from Green Bay, from Cleveland, from other places, and then he takes over in a titular sense, one of my favorite words. It is. That's uh, a tricky person- one for me. I try not to go near it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that would be my potential reasoning for the title non-change. Makes sense, because he definitely didn't hem and haw about who's making the decisions and things like that. Like He was very confident in it. All signs are pointing that way anyway. Like You don't bring in uh, Alex Van Pelt and Ben McAdoo and some of these other guys if it wasn't for Elliot Wolf, but... It's not like he's just stumbling in on a on a random year. He's taking over when they have the third pick in the draft. Yeah, and it's it's the it really is become one of the most talked about picks of the whole draft because Chicago's either taking Caleb Williams or they're or they're trading the pick and they're going to keep Justin Fields. That's sort of the thought process there. And then the Commanders have been pretty quiet. Like nobody's really saying much about the Commanders at two. They'll pick between May or Daniels by all accounts. And then it's the Patriots, and everybody has their own thought on what they're going to do. They could trade it for an absolute haul. They could just take a player. Three first-round picks, right? That's what I heard. Some people uh, think you can get multiple first-round picks and Justin Jefferson. That doesn't make any sense to me. I'm just, what? How, well, Excuse me, you do nighttime talk radio? Yeah. I don't think you should be poo-pooing I poo-poo. talking points. Oh, I sure do. I you sure poo-poo do. a lot? Mm, I poo-poo regularly. Uh, where would you, just uh, as an aside, Justin Jefferson, what could just Justin Jefferson get? Two first round picks. I was gonna say so right. now. So basically, it's five first round picks. So it's three first round picks. Justin hey, Jefferson for 
I'm just saying, let's have fun with it. We are. We're having a lot of fun. Maybe they so, really like Drake May or whatever. It's uh, it's possible, yeah. But no, overall, I think we had this conversation after the press conferences with uh, Mayo and all the coordinators, and you were down there in Foxborough, yep. and we asked the question, like, do you feel better, worse, or the same after their hiring? With Elliot Wolf, I think you feel better. I think you have to feel better about about it today. I don't think too many people were ripping that higher. They might have been more, more focused on Mayo, more focused on the coordinators, really more focused on Bill Belichick just not having a job. But as we get closer to the draft, this is the guy in free agency where they have a yep. lot of money. This is the guy who's going to be the most important. Well, we're already in the midst of franchise tag. Make that decision. Yeah. And he acknowledged that that's a possibility for Duggar and Onwenu. He did not include Hunter Henry in that conversation. Some of us in the media have. So mm-hmm. he talked about that. He talked about how important Onwenu is to the team. Called him a cornerstone type player mm-hmm. that he would like to have. So most important for me with the simplified scouting system, and I know we can get into the audio of all these, but just yeah, sort yeah. of yeah. setting the table of yep. the various things he touched on. Beyond liking what I heard because he sounded confident, if you were one of those people that are, just take talent. Just take best player. Don't always overthink it and have to trade down three spots to get the perfect this. The, the, like, no. And he said that. He basically said it prioritizes value-based talent, meaning. I love it. The way I took that, and I talked about this with Cadillac on the Six Rings Reaction Podcast. How do you like that? 40-minute breakdown. 40-minute breakdown, nonstop Cadillac heart talking wow. Elliot Wolf. Uh, Stiz, has that, have that queued up for 920 tonight. <laughs> so you can, and I'll go home <laughs> early. Wheels up. Um, but if you kind of summarize the way he – I kept thinking Belichick was so specific – in a way that P.K. Sam, I don't remember if you remember that book, Florida State Water Receiver, but in the book, it might have been a Holly book, was Bill was all like giddy. P.K. Sam, fifth round. If we hit on him, he's our red zone target for the next five years. Not a great receiver, he said, but that was our red zone target. Skill set. Whereas I'm looking at what the way Wolf sort of described it today, and I think sort of that Packer way Mm -hmm. we can get into Mm -hmm. is, I want the best receiver. Like, in the fifth yeah. round, whoever the best receiver who has the highest overall upside, he's not looking for just a singular role, kind of like Cole Strange. Did you overdraft him because you were just looking for a certain type of guard yeah. because we were streamlining, we were going to more athletic-based guard play, well, blah, wasn't, blah, blah. Wasn't, well, it's kind of different, but when the Eagles didn't take Justin Jefferson, their concern was like he couldn't line up inside or something like that. Mean? And you're yeah. like, just, no. just take him. Just take much, the much better. And I do feel like... This that's how it sounds like yeah. the foundation they're laying. Like, hey, we got a bunch of scouts. They graded a bunch of players, and they were like, hey, that receiver's really good. So we're like, hey, we'll take that receiver. I kind know. of simplification of the process. My favorite phrase that he used today. Oh yeah, was, it's can we say it? three? Weaponize the I offense. We're gonna say it together. I want to say it. Together. I want to say it first. Jack it's my Wagon. show. No, but when he whoa, said, whoa, when he said, whoa. When he said weaponize Elliot Wolf over here. That's right. We're all gonna collaborate, but in the end, it'll be on me. Somebody has Rich to make the Keith final call. Show. Somebody has to make the final That's call. Good to know. If one of us gets canned for any reason, it'll be Rich <laughs> Keith. <laughs> for sure would be. Uh, you can call us at 617-779-7937, reacting to what Elliot Wolf had to say about the draft picks, about what he looks for in a quarterback. Perhaps there were some shots at the uh, the current quarterback on the roster you think yeah a little bit and uh the role with the crafts have and everything else he was he was very very good today but right now here is stiz with what's trending the greg hill show weekdays six to ten now here's what's trending on weei all right let's get you caught up with what's trending now the bruins ended their west coast trip with another overtime loss last night in seattle they lost to the kraken three to four 
The Bruins have played in 22 overtime periods this season. They've only won eight of those games. Even though the Bruins didn't get the dub, Marshan had another milestone in his career. With his assist on Charlie Coyle's tying goal in Seattle, the captain moved into sole possession of seventh place on the Bruins' all-time list. Bruins will be back on the ice Thursday night when they'll host Bruce Cassidy in the Golden Knights. Puck drops at 7 p.m. from the TD Garden. Celtics, they're looking to make it nine straight tonight. They're home hosting the 76ers. Tip-off at 7.30. Celtics have a clean injury report. Meanwhile, Philly, they've been struggling without their reigning MVP, Joel Embiid. Thank you, Andy. They've lost seven of their last ten games entering tonight's game at the Garden. Patriots Director of Scouting, Elliot Wolf, spoke with the media today at the Combine in Indy. Wolf had a few interesting comments. He expressed his desire to keep offensive tackle Mike Onwenu and safety Kyle Duggar heading towards free agency. In regards to their quarterback and pick, Wolf said, quote, Like any position, we're going to evaluate their strengths and weaknesses to determine who fits for us. And, quote, at the end of the day, somebody has to make that pick, and that will be myself. And Red Sox spring training continued today. They finished with a 3-3 tie against the Cardinals. They will play the Nationals tomorrow, first pitch at 105. Don't forget you can catch that game on WEI-AM. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Ritz Key shows coming your way. You can stream the show or listen on demand anytime. Just download the Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Save WEI's a favorite and listen wherever you go. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEI. Uh, we're going to aggressively try to help the team. Um, take that however you want it, but we will, we will try to do what's right, whether that means spending or saving. We'll uh, TBD. That was the one. Huh? That was the one comment from Elliot Wolf today at the combine that I said, eh, "I love that." It's the Rich Keefe Show with Andy Hart here on WEI, and for the most part, we both like what Elliot Wolf had to say. He seemed to have a lot of confidence. He's the guy making the calls, or at least that's what he says he is, and uh, had some things to say on the quarterbacks, which we'll get to. However, that was in response to a question about Gerard Mayo, new head coach Gerard Mayo, famously saying on the Greg Hill Show that they are going to burn some cash. And he's like, yeah, well, maybe, or maybe TBD or savings. Like, what is this combo? Spending or saving will uh, TBD. Saving? Saving for? Saving? Don't they have to spend money? I'm not up with Miguel on the cap, but I I wouldn't worry about it. Don't they have to get to the floor? But also, so I listened to Lombardi's podcast today. That last year, they were $47 million below league average in cash they, spending. They've been saving for Forever. years. Well, for not really. Because Bill said they went all in, and then they went all in, but then they weren't all in. Cash spending, all though. In cash spending, they've yeah. been saving. They've been saving like crazy. And there's also a difference between, you know, signing a bunch of guys to these long-term deals, and then you're locking up all kinds of commitments for years down the, right. the line. There's also spending to the cap. And, and and spending is you know be competitive with the rest of the league. What are you saving it for? Are the tickets cheaper? Don't think so. The parking's cheaper. The hot dogs are cheaper. I don't think so. So, the one out that I would give them first okay. of all, the town is going to burn down. You won't be burning cash. You're burning the town down. If, if all of a sudden the two best teams yes. uh, from a few years ago are now the two cheapo teams, if fans out go of playoffs, from yeah. full throttle led to nothing. <laughs> yeah, burning cash leads to nothing. They are going to be storming the castle. 
Bur- I mean, burning I, down the city. Yeah, but I will also say, you know, I think people had T. Higgins in their mind. I did. Okay, no, it's off. It's off the board. Um, it's off the I board. Think Michael Pittman might be off. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yep. So there may be like the idea of just because I'm not a fan of spending money to spend money. Oh, that's we why about, I don't want Jordan Montgomery. That's our guy. Jordan Montgomery is yep. the perfect example. You can spend two hundred million dollars productively, or you could blowtorch cash for two hundred million dollars. And Baker I Mayfield, you won't make me. What if my guy me happy? Okay, Baker Mayfield doesn't get a deal in done conjunction with, with a smart draft. Oh yeah. But that's a plan. A dumb draft. You can piece together different plans. Yeah. And if you said Baker Mayfield is, you're spending a lot of money on him, or even Kirk Cousins. I don't love it. No. But if you did it, yeah. it would be a significant financial investment, and it could go with Marvin Harrison There's and good doing money. different things. There's good players in, in yeah. free agency this but year. But if you're just planning to spend money, I've also asked you, if they give $80 million to Onwenu and $55 million to Duggar... Are you yeah. doing cartwheels? Are I'm you... not doing cartwheels, but you can't. Can you do a cartwheel? Can I? Yeah. No, probably not. So no, you should be able to. I can't do much. Dude. Former athlete. I heard. Like, I notice I, I said former. For, former for sure. Former. I think I sprained my ankle the other day. I don't even know how. It just Uh-oh. hurts like the Dickens. I can't. Yeah. You're officially a fat guy. I'm a fat old. You just like in the backyard rolled your ankle or something? No, I don't. I honestly don't know where or when. It's just it hurts like a son of a gun for the last like week. That's the official old. It's you like don't Mr. Know how the in- Yep. So the first step is injuries that you didn't used to get, but you know yeah. they're injuries like, oh, I was playing pickleball and I did this. Yeah, yeah. Well, then- actually, let me stop you right there. Just playing pickleball would also be a signal that you're old. I told you I joined a league. I right? know you did. Yeah, congrats. Um, but at least you get hurt playing a sport. If you're just waking up with injuries. I'm going to hurt myself sleeping. Officially old. Just sucks. <laughs> this is worse than Greg Hill tripping over his puppy gate and breaking his leg. Yes. <laughs> worse than Wiggy getting into a hot tub and hurting his hip. Yeah. Worse, the worst injury of all is the nonspecific reason for an injury. Oh, yeah. That's like that just time, old. That time Rondo slipped in the shower, they said. It's like, mm, what wow. were you really doing? What were you really doing? Probably doing something else. Maybe in the he shower. was. Actually, that's possible. It's probably in the shower. No. So anyway, multiple I, I, other people, and it got a little weird. I couldn't do. I couldn't do cartwheels anyway. But I wouldn't. Even if I could, I probably wouldn't. If they just re-signed their own guys, right. because they were a four-win team a year ago. But that's where with it's sort those of, guys. Yeah, with those guys. But that's sort of where it blends it. Where if they sign big deals to those two, can't really call them cheap at that point, right? Like those are two of the uh, top twenty-five free agents. They just happen to be your own guys, so it is a, a little bit different. All right. Yeah, but you can if you can no, get other win guys four well. games with them, you can not. I don't even know where the sentence is going, <laughs> so let's move on and take a call. Okay, let's go to uh, Evan in the car. He joins us next. What's going on, Evan? Hey, guys. Love the show. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Um, you're, yeah, of course. I have a pitch here that I'm not sure how it's going to go. It's going to be 50-50. I, I pitch this to my friends all the time. Love it. Better than you're most of the hard stuff. You're going to hate it. All right, yeah, hey, you know what? But I believe in it. So here we go. I am confused why Elliot and Gerard are playing this narrative that we need a quarterback this year. And the reason I say that is if anyone looks at this offensive roster, what of those three top quarterbacks are going to come in here and have success? Right? Like, we're throwing a Juju Smith-Schuster, and DeMario Douglas is a bright spot, I guess you could say, but we had Mike Gesicki as our tight end too, right? Like, good in the red zone, I guess, but like – our offensive roster construction is an absolute mess. So there's a guy that's going to be on the market uh, that's being reported, and it's Russell Wilson who might leave Denver because of all of the strife that's gone on with Sean Payton, who I, who I think is an absolute dink. But if, if he goes on to the market, 
I would love to bring in a guy, as long as he's not high-stepping on airplanes to games, like Russell Wilson, because he's a system quarterback that manages the game and you can win with defense. Like, our defensive roster construction, right now with what we have going on in the secondary, I think you can let Duggar go. I think we can draft somebody that is plug-and-play enough with the defensive roster construction we have right now to be able to get away with that and draft a guy like Marvin Harrison and invest in your offensive roster through the draft. I don't know what you guys think, but... Well, I'll tell you you what I think. You use roster construction too often in your sentences. And I think... Is he a geek or a dork? uh, Or a nerd? Maybe nerd. Because I feel like he and his friends sit down and talk yeah. about offensive roster construction and defensive roster construction sure. too yeah. often. Listen, What's wrong pa- with that? It's a passion for a lot of people. I think his thought going in that it was going to be a risky proposition was, was right. good. It was good instincts on yeah. his part because he went to say they don't need a quarterback to they should get Russell Wilson. Yeah. So they need a quarterback not named Mac Jones or Russell Wilson is what they need on this team. And I get his point about the offense stinks, so no matter what quarterback, that guy's in trouble. But that's the the beauty of it. Elliot Wolf is not just going to either draft or sign a quarterback and then make no other offensive moves. Right? There's going to be a bunch of other guys coming in here as well. So they desperately need a new quarterback. So, yeah, I, I don't want Wilson. A couple of years ago, I would have been all over that, and Me it probably would have failed. But I, I'm good with Wilson. And I'm even good with Kirk Cousins, and even though I like Kirk Cousins, I just think for this team, I would much rather the Baker Mayfield or even the Justin Fields route. Give me a younger guy, because I think they are going to stink for a couple years, but maybe you can start to build it and and get better. So Kirk Cousins has had Stephon Diggs, Adam Thielen, and Justin Jefferson. Some form. Oh, TJ Hawkinson. Sorry, forgot. Oh, and Dalvin Cook. Sorry, forgot. Jordan Addison. How would you ever convince yourself, because he's a veteran, so you think the roster stinks, Evan. He's right. Like, why are you bringing in a veteran to get killed if it's such a horrific situation? It doesn't make sense. Like, like are, if you just you... want to tank again, then just tank and have Jacoby Brissett or Max Jones or who <laughs> you know one of these. If they tank, or if you'll know they're tanking if if Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi starts Week One. Speaking of which, side okay. note. Okay, I've been dabbling in the podcast world a little more lately. Oh, and hashtag I mean, dork. Listening, listening. Yeah, never listen to it. It's on the Odyssey app. I never free. listened to it. You've never had me on it, so we're even. All right. Well, I've never listened to Six Rings except for that one time you made me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I listened to the Steve Belichick interview with Chris Long on Greenlight. Is that what it's called? Yeah, I listened to that, or I kind of skimmed it. So I, I skimmed. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he leading for into that, well, it's also a long podcast, way too long. It's over two hours. Was he Rogan? And it went in, Rogan. and they were like kind of babbling about all kinds of crap with his buddies early. And, yeah, yeah. But... He was talking about tanking and what he would do if he were the Bears, giving different options. Different, like, And I'm sorry, but Chris Long played in the league for a decade. His dad is Howie Long, who's a Hall of Famer and analyzes the sport. His brother was a Pro Bowl guard. They are royalty in the NFL world. Yep. And he was legitimately talking about tanking. So yeah. all of you people that think tanking doesn't happen, disrespectful to the game. Like, the Long family. The they're longs, a football the freaking family. God's sakes. He legitimately yeah. Yeah. believes tanking is an option, yeah. is a consideration for certain teams at certain times. So that, to the side, this this whole philosophical and Elliot Wolf was asked by Phil Perry, I believe in the post-press conference okay. Uh, gang media session off to the side about this idea. Is there a consideration for drafting a quarterback but putting him in with a bad roster and a bad situation and position to fail? I, that's a talk. Matt Miller, you know I had that whole tete-a-tete with Your him. guy, NFL draft scout on yes. Twitter. Yeah, We need to start talking about that's only a consideration if you don't love the quarterback, in my opinion. If you believe the quarterback is a franchise quarterback, 
you take him a hundred times out of a hundred. But I also wonder if you don't love, let's say any of these three. Now maybe then you don't like quarterbacks because I'm sorry. That's my point. That's Move my along. point. Like right. okay, perfect. Then let's go back to Andy Hart's yeah, fullback yeah, yeah. led offense and <laughs> yeah, we're just hand wishbone whatever. Yeah, that's because you be. don't like quarterbacks. That's if you my can't point. find. I'm not saying they're guaranteed to be good. These three guys. But if you can't find yourself liking one of these guys, you're probably like your your standards are too high. Your no, expectations so, are too high. It's like the forty five year old who can't get married. You know, it's probably a you issue. You can't find the right one. Hundred percent. You That's have on to. You. you have to take a swing, and you know that you can get embarrassed. You know that you can draft. You know, J P. Lossman with the best of them. That can happen. Yeah. But you have to like one of these, especially when you're this high up. It's one thing if you need the quarterback, and you're getting the pick of the fifth, sixth, and seventh one, and you're like, I really don't love any of these Matt guys. Matt Jones. Yeah, right. So if you don't love any of those guys, I get it. But you can't say, I don't love any quarterback in the entire draft class. All right, Because you could have all but two of them. You could. So you have at least one of the perceived You could trade up. Three. You, you, you could have the ability to trade up. So if you are Drake so May. And that would be aggressive. That would be Chris Shime Time Shime is all in on Drake May. Loves Drake May more than Mr. and Mrs. May, which is hilarious because a lot of people hate Drake May. Uh, so somebody's going to be including the, Merrill Hodge, who has developed a little bit of a quarterback factor uh, resume uh, over the years. Wait, he loves or hates? Hates him. Hmm. Wouldn't touch him. Um, and there are people are all over the map. JJ McCarthy is now this but riser. You, but I respect it anyway. Like you have to have a strong opinion on it because it's a lot. It's so easy to be like, well, I don't want any of them. Well, I don't want any of them. What if you want all of them? Is that not a strong? Uh, opinion? No, well, I kind of respect that a little bit more. Because my Go new ahead thing, and take them all. That's fine. Well, you can't take them all. Draft them all. Davy. Davy and fantasy <laughs> football. We got auto picked. Um, my new thing is I'm sick of people telling me we all know that all three aren't going to be good. Do we know that? I think it's a, there's a chance. I'm now rooting for one, two, and three to go Williams, Daniels, May, and all three to be top 10 or 12 let me, quarterbacks. Let me take you Why back. Why can't t- they all be good? They can be. Because history says one, two, three won't. I mean, I think you, there's a higher percentage that they won't be, but that's the same with any draft. If yeah. I give you the top 10 players in the draft, they're not all in the Hall of Fame. And sooner or later, in a situation like this where there's good quarterbacks, Aren't all three going to be good? Like, aren't we due someday for them to just go, wow, remember if, that 2024 draft where one, yeah. two, and three were all good? Travel back in time for a moment, would you? 2020, I know it was a tough year for many of us. You're welcome, Stiz. I'm production Look at this. He's doing, he's doing uh, sound effects now. So 2020, not that long ago in football world. Why are we changing tires? I'm just kidding. We're not changing tires. Just give me a good or bad. Okay. And these are the first five quarterbacks taken in 2020. Joe Burrow, great. Tua Tagovailoa, good. Justin Herbert, good. Jordan Love, very good. Jalen Hurts, good. Is that a good draft class? Damn is a, right. Is that a good quarterback? Like, come on. Like, Damn right. So, like, 2022, I remember being like, I really don't like any of these guys. That was the Kenny Pickett, Desmond Ritter, Malik Willis draft. And neither did the NFL because one was drafted in the first round, none were drafted in the second, and then there was a third. So that was... Kind of a uniquely terrible quarterback draft. The other ones, there have been swings on it. And like to just say, like, I don't like any of these guys, I think is you, is crazy. You have to evaluate the players. Right. So then what are you gonna like a group next year? You're you're really no, like, you're I don't in think on Riley like the next group. year. I, it was part of my thing with um the shots I thought that Shanahan was t- taking at Jimmy Garoppolo when they traded up early yeah. and he was like, you know, any of the quarterbacks on the board are basically an upgrade for us <laughs> and like the whole thing. Yeah. And he was wrong. They he was wrong. all upgrades. No, not in that class. Maybe no. none of them were upgrades. Who knows? Um, but 
you have to evaluate each quarterback and grade him and rate him and look yeah. at his skills and his strengths and his weaknesses to just say it, it's like I was telling you the the jumbo fart talk. You know, he hasn't looked at the number three pick. <laughs> jumbo fart. I don't care what the number, the number three th- pick was last year, ten years ago. No, that's I silly. care about the player on the board yeah. this year who yeah. I could take number three. And I, I don't, I don't know if you're on the record. So I'm deeply entrenched in the quarterback. Uh, class now we did our whole uh, six rings pro- uh, podcast about all the prospects yeah I think all three are worthy candidates to be franchise quarterbacks uh I'm still up in the air on Drake May I think okay. I like I like Caleb Williams a ton I think Caleb Williams is gonna be a stud I think Caleb Williams has a lot of uh like maturity issues that I think you can overcome when Who you're doesn't? in your early 20s I'm four I'm almost right. 40 I I do so I like Caleb Williams quite a bit I think he's nasty I go back and forth of the other two. I would probably go Jaden Daniels, then Drake May. I think That's they're my all, order. I think they're all worth drafting that high. And you know me, I like Bo Nix more than anybody else. Yeah, you shouldn't. He stinks. I, I like Bo Nix, so I would take Bo Nix fourth out of that group. I like him more than McCarthy and Penix. Do you think six go in the first round? No, hmm. I don't. But my question to you is, as yeah. we get into the comparisons and values and all these people that think it's safer to take a receiver or it's safer to take a tackle, it isn't. Those bust out, too. Do I think Marvin Harrison's probably going to be good? Yes, I do. Yeah, I think he's do I think he will, will be really good if he doesn't have a quarterback? No, I don't. I think you'll be asking, where's he want to go in year three? Is he going to be traded? Blah, blah, blah. But the other thing in value-based drafting, everywhere I look, and this doesn't mean anything. I know that. It's media, and Mike Lombardi tells me a hundred times in his podcast how dumb mock drafts are and how dumb the media is. The guy who it. took Jamarcus Russell? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that guy. Okay. Um, Almost universally, the top three quarterbacks are included in everybody's top seven prospects. If you're just ranking them, because I don't know if you've noticed, all of a sudden the all wide time receiver or just this class, no, this year, yeah, it's three These, quarterbacks, three wideouts, right? Bing, bing. And the wideouts are moving up. Suddenly, yeah. everybody's got like three wideouts in a row in the top four. After. Yes. So, but my point is, I don't even care about the details. Okay. If everybody thinks these three quarterbacks are top ten picks, and I'm sitting at three. That means the biggest I'm reaching for the guy I take at three is 10. Let's just pretend somebody says, no, Drake May is the 10th best prospect. Okay, that may be true, but because he's a quarterback, he's more important. Yeah, and he's got to affect you. So you're either going to or you have to take him. The example I'd use, I don't know if you're you're probably not familiar with this. What is that supposed to mean? But if you ever try to uh, assess GPAs in high school, (laughs) there's kids with like a 4-4 and you're like, How'd you get a 4-4 four, four out of 4? Doesn't make any sense. Because they took AP classes and it's weighted. Got it. I think the quarterback position is weighted. It's worth more than the average football player. So Actually, Hart, I'll have you know, I went to a high school in which really every class was an AP class. Yeah. It's a prestigious prep school. Harvard A. In the country. Is that what you're telling me? Basically. All those kids that go to Harvard. I got an A at Harvard. They hand them out like candy because <laughs> they want to seem like everybody's smart. You know, I did not apply to Harvard. <laughs> but, no, you get what I'm saying? Like, the quarterback is weighted. So, yeah. even, you're not reaching that far because the quarterback, if you hit on him, if he's close no. to good enough, is more important than the receiver, oh the God. tackle, no, the Mac, Mac Jones at 15 was more of a reach than any of these guys at three. Yes. So here's uh, Elliot Wolf today on evaluating the quarterbacks. Yeah, I think uh, when you look throughout the league, that's a good question. I think when you look throughout the league, most of the quarterbacks are first-rounders. Um, mm. I think there's – exceptions to be had like you know Dak Prescott Brock Purdy and Tom Brady um but Jalen Hurts I think just the the league-wide understanding of how important that position is and how important it is to have somebody there that can help you you know win games and get over the hump has, has changed league-wide 
Yeah, I mean, those guys. You think? That's why I think there is He's a. He's the everyman GM. I feel like he talks like we talk. I kind of appreciate that. Right? I think, I think there might be six going the first round. I think that'll be a mistake to some of the teams near the bottom. Possible, but. There's, I think there'll I've, be five. There's, there's enough smoke about. So who do you think doesn't? Panix or Knicks? Uh, I don't know. Or McCarthy. Mac- I no, I think McCarthy's going to the first round. So do I. I, bet I think one of the he's two is up not. so high. All right. So I don't think any of the the two, Knicks or Penix, should even sniff the first round. I like Knicks a lot more than Penix, but I think. You keep saying that. I do. Well, I just want You're going to run just a dink and dunk offense? Just dump it off. I'm going to complete 72% of my passes by not throwing it. He zips it. He could. He could slide. Like zips bit. it from here he to freaking Stiz. Have you seen him? Just because he throws the ball one yard uh, down the, the line is, or down the field, it's all the way to the numbers. He's still throwing the ball yeah. like thirty yards. He's got a good arm. I got no problem. He's got a fine arm. If you're gonna pick just on arm, take he, can Penix. Scoot, he can scoot a little bit. Penix throws the ball much better than him. Yeah, but you, even you don't like lefties. No, I don't. <laughs> and I don't like Penix. Like I think there's a lot not to like there. Those yeah. guys to me are. Day two picks. So if they don't go quarterback at three, you're going free agency then. You don't want any of the guys. I'm going at quarterback at three. You are. No matter what. What if uh, Elliot Wolf doesn't? Then I'll be critical of Elliot Wolf. <laughs> okay. Un- unless, I mean, Baker Mayfield, I'm leaving that door That's open. That's what I'm saying. And the trade door, I don't love it. You can talk yourself into the Justin Fields thing. Yes, right? I can. Like, just as a consideration. I don't love it. I don't think you'll ever win with Justin Fields. And that's the other thing I get back to. Um, we can play it later. Okay. I sent you a clip from uh, Crap Sheet. Yeah, we'll play where that coming up. He he I, brings up the idea of, like, if you don't think you're a Super Bowl contender yeah, yeah. right now, this coming year, then you can do X. Like, who on the planet thinks they're going to be a Super Bowl? Even it's if, not a question. Even it's if they hit everything, no, they're no, not there. No, no, it's not. What are you trying to accomplish with your quarterback? Are you swinging right. for the fences? Yeah. Are you trying to get that top five to seven guy that makes you a contender annually? Are you just trying to get better at the position to not lose as, you know, just don't th- turn the ball over like Mac Jones has done too often right. and Bailey Zapp? What are you, because tra- if, if you're swinging for the fences, you take the quarterback at three, just like uh, Elliot just said. Yep. Starting quarterbacks go in the first round. You take a quarterback in the first round. If you're just trying to get marginally better with a bridge guy, okay, now oh, there's well, then that's a lot of other options yeah, on the yeah, table. Yeah, right. Now I'm talking Fields, and now I'm talking Jacoby Brissett, Russell Jimmy Wilson Garoppolo, Russell yeah, Wilson, yeah. Penix, Bo Nix. Because right. I don't believe those guys are swinging for the fences. Like You don't draft those guys pro, legitimately thinking, no. I might have the next GOAT. No, no, no. No, no chance. You, no. All right, you can weigh in. How do you feel about the uh, the oh. Patriots offseason? It is NFL uh, Combine Week, and Elliot Wolf spoke today. 617-779-7937. Plus, we'll try to win some bets in the bet du jour. Coming up next on the Rich Keefe Show with Andy Hart here on WEEI. You can watch the show anytime via our live stream on Twitch. Just go to twitch.tv slash Boston WEEI. And check out WEEI on YouTube for our video on demand content updated daily. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. Back here on the Rich Keefe Show, WEEI, Andy Hart in the house as he is every Tuesday and Thursday. Stiz is back. Stiz had a big baseball game yesterday. How'd That's that go, right. Stiz? 2-0 uh, when your boy's producing. That's all Ooh. I know. It's pretty good. I mean, if you can keep that going when yeah. the real game starts. Carry that over. You'll have some magic. I will. That'd be, I really, will. That'd be really nice. All right, so it's time to uh, find some winners on the board here tonight. Uh, Hart, what do you have in the bet du jour? So, uh... You know where I like to dabble. I do. 
point totals, overs, unders, um, sometimes in the plus 20-point category, and I like to parlay things just a little bit. Here we go again. So tonight I'm going Jason Tatum over 20 points. Tatum porked me the other night when I went over Tatum and Brown. Brown gets his in the first half, and Tatum has to have an off night. No, he had a nice all-around game, though. Jack wagon. I don't need an all-around game. MVP performance. Uh, Jalen Brown over 20 points. But then you look at it and you say, well, if you're going to go Jalen over 20 and his point total is 20.5, I might as well tack that on to over 20.5. So we got Tatum over 20 points, Brown over 20 points, and Brown over 20.5 points. Put it all together. That's a nice plus 130 for me. <laughs> if you're in it for a penny, you're in it for a pound. Damn, all right. right. These are my peeps. And I'm, in it, I'm treating my gambling like a 401k now. Oh, that's smart. That's I'm in a it good for the long plan. haul, and yeah. I feel like if I go over on my boys, <laughs> until you're not, often enough, <laughs> then I'm going to be okay in the end. Yeah. There'll be some ups, there'll be some yeah. downs, but in the end, I'm going to win because that's how gambling works. <laughs> that's for sure not. Don't listen to heart. That's not how gambling works. I thought I was doing great until Isaiah Pacheco couldn't score a freaking touchdown in the Super Bowl. Stuff that hurt me. That still hurt me. I'm going to go similar to that. Jason Tatum's number is 26 and a half. Oh, you should have gotten it earlier. I will take. It was 25 and a half earlier. Was it? That's fine. Because he's been a little down. He's been a little down. However, the MVP push is still going. He is. Some of uh, us going to win $1,000. It's possible. Pizza on me, boys. Yes. That's right. You hear that, That's dude? Right. Oh, I heard it. 25. One pizza. <laughs> tw- one total. You each get two slices. <laughs> right. 25 games left. This is a TNT game. TNT. Against Philly, now I know there's no Embiid, but against Philly, TNT, everybody's going to be watching this one, so I think Tatum's going to have a Show-off time. It is. It He's is. got a couple of those coming. There's a yeah, Nuggets on the horizon. Show-off time. That might be the biggest. I'll take the over in that one as I'm well. I'm taking the over yeah. in that one. Can I make that bet now? Yes, you can. Uh, Stiz, what do you have? That's right, boys. It is show-off time, and you know who else is going to show off tonight? My boy, Peyton Pritchard. Oh over <laughs> over six laughed. and a half. You shouldn't laugh in your own oh, description no, I'm of your bet. Oh, I'm you comfortable. Like it? All right. Six and a half P-rabbits. points over six and a half plus 100. Okay, what's the uh, – I mean, I'm sure you've done this research. Are there any injuries tonight? Clean, uh, clean bill of health for your Celtics. Clean okay. slate. I don't, because uh, yeah. I always think Pritchard is a good bet when <laughs> yeah. one of the other guys is out. Yeah. I think I like when he steps up to the uh, the plate there. Unless, another possibility, hear, hear me out on this one, if it turns into a little bit of a rout, they are big favorite. They are 11 and a half point favorites. The Sixers without Embiid are really not all that great of a team. Could they get right. up big and then sure. Peyton Pritchard plays decent right. minutes sure. in the second half? Yep. Sure. And that could hurt you. Could. I've been there. Unless unless Tatum's a part of that. that Tatum could push. have 21 yeah. in the first half, and all yeah. of a sudden you're like, I'm rolling, baby. Uh-huh. And then he sits most of the second. Yeah, they have been on an absolute roll. They haven't lost since February 1st. Really? And uh, Yeah, I mean, you have the all-star break in there, but they've won, so what, 26 days they haven't last time they lost? Yeah. That's pretty good. Pretty amazing. They're a good team. So this homestand, so starts tonight. you got Philly, Dallas, Golden State. And you were talking about marquee games. Dallas is on ESPN. Golden State is a Sunday afternoon ABC. And then next week, it's Cleveland and Denver on the road, both on TNT. And then Phoenix on ABC. So this is an MVP stretch for Tatum. Definitely is. Because almost every, I mean, Embiid's out, but you have Luka, Joker, Durant. Who else? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Donovan Mitchell, Curry. Oh, yeah, even like, like a little bit of that guys. in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like every, this is a chance for him. If he's the better, if he is the best star mm-hmm. in every game, this is a stretch you circle and say that is when he took off towards MVP. This status. is 100% that. And then the other ones would be there's two remaining games with Milwaukee. 
Uh, one's an ESPN, one's a TNT. So yeah. sort of head-to-head with, with Giannis. I could use a dunk on Giannis. He, sometimes visuals help. Oh, yeah. Like, sure. there's certain times. Remember when he bumped uh, LeBron? Like, little things like that. Yeah, dunk say, on a I'm guy, here. hit a game winner, yeah. something along those lines. And then if they, I think if they also finish the year with, like, an eight eight games up on yeah. the next best record, like, real, it's, like, not close that they have oh, the best record. Oh, that's dumb. You know what Windhorse said. I do know what Windhorse what said. That? I actually forgot how he, he phrased it. basically was like, are they going to be more winners? And more or? in first place? <laughs> so, yeah. It's like, yeah, I guess like, they could be more in first place. You, you <laughs> clown. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I wonder if it was one of those, he started talking, he's like, well, I just gotta go down this road now. <laughs> like, it's too late, I can't turn it back. I know it's dumb, but I'm just gonna double down on it. That's bad, though. Because I think we do that sometimes yeah, here. you have to. To do it on a national stage, when like you have like a four-minute clip right. instead of a four-hour show. Right. Yeah, it's a little different. <laughs> Alright, one hour down, three hours to go on the Rich Keefe Show with Andy Hart. You guys can weigh in at 617- 779-793- Seven uh, Celtics are rolling. The Bruins are not. Bruins are struggling just a little bit. Another loss last night. We'll get into that coming up next year on WEI.